okay, I have a new challenge for us this month, August. Let's spend less time sitting at our desk and more time outside soaking up the sun. Let me explain. It starts with bringing AI-powered tools like HubSpot CRM into your workflow because the latest research says that employees who use AI are already cutting time spent on manual tasks, things like pulling reports or summarizing data. They are cutting that time in half from five to two and a half hours per day. You heard that right. And that adds up to almost four weeks a year. So you can do the math. Just saying that gives me this instant surge of energy. HubSpot's AI power tools can help you work smarter, not harder, by streamlining how you do business from research and strategy to content creation and optimization. Things like ChatSpot and Content Assistant are baked right into your HubSpot CRM, so you can whip up reports, get copy inspiration, pull data summaries, and much more with just a simple chat command. Tap into HubSpot to stop staring at your screen and start enjoying your summer PTO. Learn more and get started today at HubSpot.com. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews-Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome, welcome back to the show. It's Nikayla here. And today in the guest chair, I'm so excited to have Nikki Osei Barrett and Simona Noche Wright of District Mother Hude and the Momfriends in the guest chair. Nikki and Simona are mothers, strategic communicators, brand strategists, publicists, event planners, and the brains behind the groundbreaking premier organization for millennial moms of color, District Mother Hude and the Momfriends. Through organic social media engagement and unique events, their DC, Maryland, and Virginia-based 501c3 pioneered a regional and national mommy group movement. Nikki and Simona are nationally sought out as the voice of Black millennial motherhood. And if you haven't heard of them, then you are going to love today's episode because we talk about how they met, how they decided to start District Motherhood, how they started the Momference, what the Momference is, and how they have formalized what they started as a side hustle into an official 501c3. I can't wait for you to hear this conversation. So let's get right into it. Welcome, welcome to the guest chair, Simona and Nikki. Thank you for having us. Hi, ladies. Oh, I just love your energy already. Like, can, can we just talk about this? Can we just coordination, talk about the coordination? coordination. I love it. it. I love it. So tell me a little bit about your backgrounds. You know, what were your individual initial career paths before creating District Motherhood? Yeah, I'll start. So we're both actually communication strategists, PR girls. And I think that's kind of how we bonded. Um, my focus is fashion, beauty, luxury, lifestyle, wellness. Um, and I'm actually celebrating 13 years of PR. Mm-hmm. I just realized that yeah. this is 2023. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have a background in PR. I went to Bowie State University, HBCU grad. I knew that I wanted to work in fashion in some capacity. And then I discovered PR and said, OK, I'm moving to New York to be a fashion PR girl. Did that for a little bit and then kind of transitioned over to the beauty sector. And that's okay. where, where I'm at now. What about yeah. you, Simona? 
So I am, so I was born and raised in Ghana. And when I moved to the States, I became a Jersey girl. So I only came to DC to go to Howard. Um, I was <laughs> nice. PR, PR background, but actually in film. So I have been with um, marketing agencies that focus on motion picture studios. So like Nikki said, I think that's where our connection was. I was a true PR girl and event produ- production girl. So all the red carpets, Again, that had to do with like film releases. That's where my career path was. So I was in DC at that point. She was back in Maryland, two PR girls in two different worlds, um, but both moms. And that's how we came to join forces. Brought together by Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. Listen, I love an Instagram friend. There's so many people who I meet and then when we meet in real life, it's like, that's my Instagram friend. Like, if you get it, you get it, you know? Yeah, that's my homie. And there's some people that you've never met on Instagram that run with you harder than your actual circle like these are your people so (laughs) so at what point did you decide to create district mother hude and why so that escalated really quickly Mm -hmm. um i reached out to simona again we were just instagram friends we like each other's pictures um we were both i noticed that we were both from ghana we both were boy moms at that time we both had two kids now we both have three kids but at that time we were both boy moms and i said and she um was a film publicist and i had this idea for just a one-off event for black moms that live in the dmv area based loosely off the movie bad moms which she would have been doing film publicity for, but she had just given birth to her second son, Roman. So I reached out to her via DM, um, then I followed up via email, and she's like, you know, I'm on maternity leave, but let's just meet up to see if there's some actual synergy. Like, we know each other on IG, but do we really like each other? Is there a real vibe? So we met up for coffee just to talk and see what was what. And as we conversed, like... We were just like, we have so much in common. We're both like super high energy, creatives, PR girls. And the ideas just started flowing. Just rolling, just rolling. We were actually at the coffee bar downtown DC. And like Nikki said, we were, you know, at that point, we weren't even like Instagram friends, real life friends. We were right. literally Instagram friends that just followed each other yep. um, and engaged. But, you know, we had no idea. I didn't know where she lived. She didn't know where I live, <laughs> you know. Nope. So we just met to be like, why not? Right. Like, really? let's just, there's already a vibe. The fact that there was an interest to do an event together is why we met up. But like Nikki said, through the conversation, we started planning a one off. But through the conversation, it seems like there was something bigger and it was almost like we were both talking about two different things we were talking about an event but also talking about the after the event which is insane that we followed through with the after at our first meeting instead of what most people will will consider a wise decision to probably just say how about we just do this one event and then like see how it goes we were like no we're gonna do this event and I think we're talking about organization here. What's going to be the name? Okay, we both have to go pick up kids. We got to go home. But tonight we're going to come up. And her girlfriend um, at that point was designing websites and logos. Mm -hmm. So I remember I was up like my husband was asleep and I'm texting. We're going back and forth, coming up with the name. And I'm like, what about we're like, she's like district. That's a district mom. Black moms moms of the district or something. 
Yeah. And you and she, you said, you know, district mothers, district mother, mother hued. And we were like, wow. <laughs> and we both felt it. We're like, I love it. the name. And yep. she it. took that name and tapped her friend. And I think by the end of the day, ne- the next day, which was 24 hours after we met, we had the logo, a website. We had created the Instagram page. And that's when our PR brains really kicked in because yes. we're like, how are people, we know there's a need, right? Because that was your right. question. You just asked, like, how do we create and why? Because yep. we were both girls that were super career focused, girls, girls like to go out. But we also realized that we both infused our motherhood um, journeys in our everyday lives. And we figured there's probably a lot of girls like us, especially in this city, that want to network, that want to go right. out without the kids and without like your typical mom's night out, you know, mom's <laughs> wine out, you know, right. it's always like a wine out. I'm like, no, there's so much more to us as women else to do and we can really build on that and that was the why and Mm -hmm. the pr kicked in. we were running giveaways that's how we just ran you ran with it i love the momentum you describe because so many times you have that meeting with your friend especially when you're starting something with a friend right you're like we should do this and y'all hype and then no one follows through but you were on it you immediately acted and i love that lesson because it just goes to show that if you move forward you'll make so much more traction than if you wait for the perfect name the perfect logo all of that like all of that can -hmm. change down the line and you didn't know that the mom friends was going to come to be at that exact moment but you knew you were onto something you felt the synergy i love the Mm -hmm. synergy you described you met and you immediately felt that connection because energy is important and you you knew you knew that you were the right partners so what was the initial format like was it small events or just one signature small event it's so funny because they're like we put everything together very quickly and we launched our first event October 6th, but we didn't really have a real framework. We didn't mm-hmm. say, okay, we're going to have, you know, four staple events. Right. And there was none of that. We had our first event and then the moms were like, well, when's the next one? And we said, okay, well, let's think of the next one. Right. So the first event yep. was the mom loft. It was like a pampering event. Moms could come and get headshots, mix right. and mingle. There were the giveaways. DJ. There was a DJ. They could get their makeup done. And we partnered with Industrial Bank, a black owned bank in the area. We had black owned mom owned vendors. We like we did we did a thing. Simona cooked. I catered. Nice. She catered because the caterer fell through at the eleventh I mean. hour. <laughs> um, she catered, and we made it work in the room. The energy in that room was so magical, mm-hmm. and everybody took to social and shared and posted and tagged us. And everyone was like, "When's the next event?" Right. And then we started thinking about the next, the next event. event. Yeah. <laughs> so the first event was in October. Our second uh-huh. event was the November November the um, Thanksgiving event yeah. at Watkins Park. And then we we're like, "Okay, well, let's do a Christmas event." So I think after we did the first three events, we were like, okay, we're onto something. Um, how frequently are going we going to have yeah. these events? Are they going to be themed? Let's sit down and really begin to break things down. So right. in 2017, we kind of began to focus and strategize right. and identify. Because we both had events. full-time jobs, you know? Right. Like, we were both, uh, you know, there's a movie this coming a out every hustle. Friday. Yeah, yeah. exactly. A passion project. It was a passion almost. project because we weren't mm-hmm. even thinking about profiting we were not even mm. thinking about monetizing we were just like okay so what else what, what else other experience can we bring exactly. to these moms and i think profit was never front i of think mind. that's really key i think that's mm-hmm. why you know by god's grace district mother he took off because the mm-hmm. initial passion and heart for it was 
this feels good. Like we yes. want to build mom tribes and we know we're cool girls and we want to <laughs> meet these other cool moms mm-hmm. and build these spaces for our kids. So it mm-hmm. was just, it was just fun. Like anything that popped to mind and it was almost like our version of self care, you know, cause it's yeah. like you're busy with kids, you're busy with your day to day work. So I was like, what else you want to do? You want to do a right. Thanksgiving party? Cool. What then we did something at Bloomingdale. We did. Yeah. Um, we did the Bloomingdale's shopping event. Shopping event. Took- That's just so amazing because it's like that's one of the things that came to my mind it's like what does it look like to be busy working moms full-time jobs and to create a space outside of yourself for Mm -hmm. other moms to enjoy experience come together find that connection Mm -hmm. which you need the most when you become a mom Mm -hmm. that connection that feeling of knowing others and knowing you're not alone you're not going crazy Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what does that look like in your life in balancing and making sure you're saving space for yourself Mm -hmm. while also taking care of others needs now exactly i mean i think that in doing these events that is how we were finding the self-care and the community and the extension beyond our husbands and our kids it was through this work and the work is so incredibly selfless Mm -hmm. like we are Yes, we want to build mom tribes and build community, but it's ultimately the feedback from other moms that were like, I haven't been out since I gave birth. You know, I'm I'm eight months postpartum. This is my first event. I love meeting all these other moms, these connections. Oh my gosh, I met this mom that lives three doors down from me. And I didn't know she lived three doors down Mm -hmm. from me, but I met her at this event. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like those interactions they just made us so much more passionate about executing these events. Yeah. Right. Um, and we find self-care through that. Yeah. And I think as, as we've grown, you know, yeah. there's so many people that have more access to us. Mm-hmm. So that now that we're, you know, six years in, yeah. we do kind of take moments to tap into our real selves, right? Yes. Like, and not to say that, you know, who we are with all these moms, but, but, Pouring out so much requires like filling in because yeah, it, it went from yes. cute events to mommy walks, then talking about postpartum, and then here trying to advocate for people non-profit and doing nonprofits, meal yeah. trains, NICUs, and a yes. lot of these things are so much fun, but a lot of them are heavy. So mm-hmm. it definitely does require us to like Step have away. our own yeah. girls' day, and it's like, oh, girl, like let's debrief or mm-hmm. take a moment from social media or hang out with our friends that are not moms, yeah. so that we can kind of visit the original Simona and Nikki that we know outside of this space that we um, created. created. I'm so glad you're doing that. It didn't get to that point until recently. Recently. You know, you talk about having your passion project or just your side hustle becoming your main hustle and starting to feel burnt out. Um, And not to say we're burnt out, but it is an incredible amount of work. Mm -hmm. We didn't really start to recognize that until like 2020-ish. When you you finally realized that the thing that you created was for other people and not for you. (laughs) Yeah, And it takes on a life of its own. From the outside looking in, anytime I see anything event related, I just think of like a lot of work. And so it's funny oh, when, told you that. Yeah. when she and I met and we're bonding and, you know, we're both PR girls. And she's like, well, I'm an event girl. And I'm like, I'm not. She's like, so you don't like events? I'm like, I don't. And that's also why I know that God is so intentional about the way that he orchestrates partnerships because I'm a PR girl through and through sponsorships, yes. partnerships. Mm-hmm. Simona, she's a PR girl, but she is an event magician. So you put the two of us together and true magic takes place. But in, in doing so, I've also become an event girl by force. <laughs> By force. By force.
Okay, so we have to talk now about the biggest event. Now what's become your signature event, the Mom Friends. So first of all, can you describe the Mom Friends in your own words? I'll let you do Oh, Lord. So the Mom Friends... When you think about the mom friends, you think about a really fun mommy university, like the like the HBCU experience for black moms. And when I say HBCU experience for black moms, because there's so much culture, there's so much black pride, there's so much relatable education. Um, you do end up seeing your sorors, right, from different play different yeah. organizations. It's just a weekend of blackness that just reminds you that being a mom is one thing, but being a black mom it's is being in your own separate league. And I think being H HBCU grads, me going to Howard and Nikki Bowie, that is what has sustained us, you know, as women. We can be in different rooms and different cultures, but you can never take away what those four years set for us. And I think that's what we thrive with the mom friends. You can leave the mom friends weekend, go back home and live whatever life that you live, but we want that weekend to sustain you. And that's what the HBCU experience did for us. And that is why this experience is very black and proud and educational and we swag surf and we uh, uh, every year there every was a year. different dance yes. so we swag surf well we swag surf every year oh what is that black dance we always everybody electric does electric no, no is it the electric slide the original one it's the electric before slide. I let go is that the yeah, electric, that's electric slide, slide. No. that's the uh, yes yes so <laughs> okay. year two was before I let go and then now we just did the Beyonce the, yeah. the, the yes. but it feels like that it does and it's purple and also everything Simona said, but a lot of people compare the Mofferents to Essence Fest and they say this oh, is the okay. Essence Fest for moms. For moms. Um, and even sponsors, when we have these conversations, yeah. they kind of reference it. And not even a lot of people, the producer of Essence. The Fest. producer of Essence Fest said that in our first, first year. Yes, nice. she was there. And she said, oh, this is the Essence Fest She for did, she, nice. she did point it. And so it's like a cross <laughs> between Essence Fest and Homecoming, yes. you are going to see your girlfriends, your yes. mom friends that you've met specifically at the right. mom friends. And it's a destination. That, it's like it's a destination. we have to go to the mom friends this year. Like oh, that's yes. a conversation that I'm always having with my mom friends. Like we gotta go. <laughs> like, forty percent of our that's guests, forty percent mm -hmm. of our attendees fly in, which is an incredible statistics. That's so. amazing. Now, what inspired you to go from the smaller events to this large scale conference? Well, so we had smaller events and then we were doing very large scale events in DC, right? Like we okay. were doing Mom's Giving, we were doing Mommy on Blanc, which is a spin on of um, Danae on Blanc, which is our all white Mommy and Me picnic. Then okay. all these moms from all over were asking us to travel. But at that point, we were not interested in traveling with our events because we were still learning district motherhood. We were still, you know, busy on ourselves and we just didn't have the capacity for that. Nor yeah. did we have the resources. The resources. Right. I'm like, who's going to be flying us out here? So, right. um, and we were also we've always obviously you know things have gotten more expensive with our ticket prices yes, but at yes. the core we've always wanted to make things affordable mm -hmm. so we just knew that we couldn't hit people with prices for us to fly all over so what we said right. was you know what since you all want us to bring this energy to you maybe the energy really is the dmv maybe we may not be able to duplicate it in this mm -hmm. way in your city because it's not it's beyond just mm -hmm. how well we publicize or produce the events but it's the people and it's the energy of the dmv so exactly. if what you are seeing through video and pictures make you feel something then you need to come here mm -hmm. and yes. when we 
thought about is like, well, if they come here, what are we going to do? And we're like, oh, we're going to do a conference. Like we're going to do one day where everybody comes. So when people go to New Orleans for Essence, they look forward to that. When people come to DC for ALC week from the Congressional Black Caucus, they look forward to that. Everyone is going to come to the DMV for the mom friends mm -hmm. so that yes. they can experience what these black moms in the DMV area experience. And that's why. Exactly that. And remember, so in 2017, mm -hmm. um, I was doing PR for um, a beauty event called Ubiquitous, a mm -hmm. phenomenal event. And it was held at the um, convention, convention center. center. And you said it. We were walking around looking at all the activations and the sponsors. <laughs> and she was like, one day we're going to have our own conference. And this <laughs> nice. was like August, this is August, August 2017. 2017. And then May 2018. No, so the end of the end of 2017, we're discussing all of our initiatives um, for 2018. And as if we're not busy enough, as if we don't right. have district motherhood, full-time jobs, children, all of this, we're just like, you know what? We should just go ahead and do this conference. And this is December. <laughs> this is December 2017. I made that comment in August. August 2017. December, we're like, we'll do it. When Whoa. is it going to be? In May. In May. Whoa. And the rest, the, the rest is history. And from there, we put out a call on social media, good old Instagram. For help, I hope. For help, absolutely. Okay. Because we realized <laughs> up to this point, it had only been she and I. Like all of the events, and like, you know, some of our girlfriends would come and help with setup and breakdown. But for the most point, the execution, it was Simone and I. We knew we could not execute a full scale conference with just the two of us. So we put out a call on social saying we needed more mom power and we asked moms to apply. And I think for that first round, it was like maybe 75 applications. Mm -hmm. And the moms came correct because we came correct. We said, we're looking for moms that have expertise in the following areas, graphic design, tech, PR, branding, sponsorship, event design, event production, all of that. We got a ton of resumes, reviewed them, and we conducted interviews, screenings, all of that. Then we narrowed it down to 25 moms, and that was our mom squad, most of which is still with us to Today. this day. Wow. Okay. I have so many questions. First of all, <laughs> kudos to you guys, because just knowing the scale at which you're operating and then now learning more about the behind the scenes. That's incredible. So thank you. You started out by, of course, learning what people wanted, learning what you wanted and events were more come and enjoy. At some point you started charging. Mm -hmm. How did you start to pay speakers, pay staff, or was that all volunteer the first time around? Was it through charging for tickets? Like how did that formal monetization process go? Oh man, like it really, it really was all God because especially to pull this off in five months, we had the ideas, we got the mom squad and what we did was we were just like really bold and had a lot of audacity, you know, like mm -hmm. we knew that what we were doing mattered. So yes. again, thanks to our skill set, right? And, mm -hmm. and I think it's very important to like, you know, us being two Christian women and although the organization is not a faith-based organization, it definitely runs on a lot of coffee and prayers to Jesus. Yes. And for us, you know, I definitely think that the day that God assigned her to be this PR sponsorship guru and me to be this events girl, he had District Motherhood in mind. Yep. So those skills really came into play when we quickly came up with a deck and we knew all the buzzwords. We knew the sorts of like numbers. And we, before the mom friends, yeah, we may be charging like $12 here or $15 here, you know, it's nominal cost, but we were we were gathering a lot of data and we yeah. used all of that and the want that people had to put them in a 
a pretty deck and that's what and we pitched for our lives and fortunately again because of our skill sets and our respective relationships and contacts so we could tap our friends and said hey you know we really need the contacts for you know amazon for this for for this for this and they were able gracious enough to share them and also we research we know we know how to look up a press release. We know how to look up on LinkedIn, which is major key, to find yeah. out who the point of contact is. We know how to identify or figure out an email mm-hmm. address because these are all, you know, little yeah. things that you need to um, be able to do. And we pitched. And, and we, we pitched. And the, I think the passion also was really evident, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we didn't go into this, like, we need to do this conference to make so much money. You know, We still mm-hmm. weren't thinking about paying ourselves. <laughs> We still weren't thinking about paying ourselves. We were like working like we want the moms to have a good time. time. This is our inaugural conference. Like we were working for these moms. Who are we working for? These strangers that we don't know. We want to pay our speakers. We were thinking about paying everybody. We did. And we paid our speakers. Yes, we did. We paid our keynotes through sponsorship, through ticket sales. I think like through husbands. Husbands. (laughs) Like the venue truly believed in our mission as well. So they were giving us the hotels was giving us discounts. Discounts like, look, wow. all you have to pay for this, we'll waive this. And then mm-hmm. for our staff, it was all volunteered, but we had to pay for their food the entire. We had mm-hmm. to pay for, for their, their hotel their stay, accommodations, accommodations, mm-hmm. and we were just photo shoots, makeup, they photo shoots, yeah. makeup, paying for the speakers' makeup. And I think you know where you know, there's a quote is like, whoever has um, a why can find any how, you know. And I think like mm-hmm. we had our our why, you know. Mm-hmm. So like by any means, however we're gonna do, we're gonna do it. And we set this goal. Mm-hmm. And, and I think our first year, we were at least able to get $75,000 in sponsorship. So do we make any money? No, because we blew all that money on like our hotel stay. And yeah. I think the extra $100 we made, we probably bought a glass of champagne <laughs> or something like that. And it was so fun. And honestly, like I remember we stared at each other when we got on that stage because I, I think we did not know the, like, magnitude. the magnitude, you know, and we yes. were just like, Oh my God! Two hundred and fifty women are here. Are here, and at least twenty of them came from different states. And we are looking, and I think that's when. And since then, we had learned so much. And then it was like, all right, we need to be able to make a profit because it's yes. so much work, you know. Yes. Like, yes. and because this matters, like mm-hmm. this is a thing. So right. we're still here ever since then. We've made a profit, not a lot to where we would want to but you know then the pandemic hit but honestly (laughs) we've been blessed like i would say like we haven't lost we've learned so much and and every year you know we add we make five more dollars and then all right cool (laughs) like what this is good last year was our first full in-person event and it was probably our most expensive event like Mm -hmm. our keynotes cost a lot won't say numbers but it was given six figured numbers and we were just like wow look at god and the Mm -hmm. fact that we have it and now i think that we are on track this year for it to be the most profitable year like significantly profitable yes yes i'm here for that yes we need those sponsors those sponsors need to come in and put their money where their mouths are yeah put their money where their mouths are i love it and i'm I'm so glad that you talk about that because a lot of times people see a glossy event and like not only Mm -hmm. does it look amazing but they're also assuming that you're making like a million dollars off the bat and no it takes time right you know first year might be break even then you keep going and going and going 
Product Boss, hosted by Jacqueline Snyder and Mina Kunlositep, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Take your physical product sales and strategy to the next level to create your dream life with host Jacqueline and Mina as they deliver a workshop-style strategy hour of social media and marketing strategy so you can up-level as the boss of your business. So I just finished listening to their latest episode. It's called Keep Your Day Job, Grow Your Product-Based Business. And it's all about how to maintain your full-time job while growing your product-based business on the side. So of course, I know you side hustlers are interested in this and it's a really good episode, 20-minute listen. So definitely check it out. Listen to The Product Boss wherever you get your podcasts. also want to know about the marketing piece. So you obviously both are PR and also just awesome networked people, right? So that part of it initially seems to have started out with a lot of word of mouth, but obviously it takes way more than that to fill conference seats. So what are some of the strategies you use to build attention and brand build awareness for the mom friends? So before she, so she's all PR for our team, so she could take, but I will say just a few things. Um, our team is a very skilled team full of diverse um, talents and skill sets. So we have, uh, you know, the mom friends, even though it's the mom squad, it's broken up in different teams. And we have a PR team, which Nikki obviously leads and handles all of that. But we also have an amazing girl who does all our graphic design. Mm-hmm. And also she's a digital communicator. So yeah. already, you know, that's where she went to school. That's what she mm-hmm. does for a day to day. So she's always able to kind of check the pulse of like mm-hmm. what's happening and when our moms are responding and um, take the data from our conferences previously and be right. like this is when they're most engaged this is we've noticed like this is a, as much info as they want as the beginning and this is how much we can go with teasing them before they kind of mm-hmm. lose their patience so I think yes. studying our moms and understanding like what they need and asking questions without them and I'm probably sharing too much but without them knowing that we are actually mm-hmm. serving them yeah. um, we're able to pull that info and keep them engaged but the the main thing is you know PR helps a lot but these moms like we don't we've never had to drop a keynote we've actually sold all of our tickets before our keynote so yeah thanks to the amazing nikki for her pr work i mean i would honestly say that our work before the mom friends it kind of set the tone for the the response that we received because district district motherhood was a thing before the mom friends and our community is so supportive Mm -hmm. they go so hard for us but it's because we serve them so selflessly and so beautifully that's it you know and i i won't i don't even want to like brag or anything but our events are so well done thanks to simona like every little detail like it's an experience so when we decided to do a, a conference word of mouth really preceded us and everyone was like okay they're doing a conference it's about to be lit and then yep. we implemented the pr strategies then we started reaching out to different media outlets then we started working on brand partnerships then we started working on influencer marketing and getting influencers to be brand ambassadors but i mean our first event the first conference i think this ticket sold out in was it like two days mm-hmm, the first conference and the, then the one mar- the, the, the since then it's been um what 2020 2021 was six minutes 
Like, and we didn't even have to like. Twenty twenty. No, no, that was twenty twenty. Was six oh, months. We, then we went into pandemic. pandemic. Yeah. It was. It was insane how quickly these tickets sold out. Um, and now, of course, we utilize social media, and then thanks right. to the analytics from our digital team, we know how to tease, and they are on. <laughs> on the tip of their seats. The other day we dropped a picture of a, a Monference bag and like 2,000 likes, 1,000 comments. People purchased flights. Wow. They were like, what? Purchase flights just from a teaser. So wow. I would definitely say like the marketing piece is God. Mm-hmm. God is our true marketer and our true publicist. But then the skill set from the team, mm-hmm. um, we further amplify through PR it. and digital. And it just I'm- feels good when you go to our page. Like we don't post anything that's not happening, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I like all the pictures and the videos are are what happened. So I think yes. we market like what happened and they see that and they're like, I want that. And then our guests market for us. Exactly. They're yep. in the comments and they're like, yep. I can't wait to see you. This is the best event I've ever attended. Like, yes. Testimonies and reviews ha- is our right. marketing strategy. I love the reunion aspect of it too. Like yes. moms get into, yes. because you get in your own world and your own bubbles. You don't see your friends as much. So then here you are. It's like a family reunion. Yeah. It's absolutely. literally a family reunion. There, there are so many women that make this their their trip for the year yeah where they met at mom friends okay so this is an annual thing an annual girlfriends weekend and they meet at the mom friends and it's incredible to us to see the friendships that have blossomed and sustained mm-hmm. it's it, it gives me chills there was like four four <laughs> girls that went now they they call themselves the same damn mamas they go to tanzania and kenya <laughs> they and just like, came back from iceland like and they met at the mom friends yes. And I love traveling it. the world together. Yeah. Yep. So I'm learning so much from you guys. And let me just pause here to, to share a few things, a few key takeaways that I'm hearing. So number one is you started with the pure intentions of just serving and learning. So, you know, some mm-hmm. people start and they're immediately thinking about, you know, butts and seeds. How much can I make if I get X amount of people in the room mm-hmm. before they even have decided to serve with quality experience, you know, but you focused on that first. And through that, you built trust. So now Mm -hmm. you have a community that trusts that you're going to serve them with an awesome time, an amazing event, quality touches from, you know, from the minute they land to the the minute they leave. And so they know, I don't even need to know who's speaking, right? Simona, you, that's so huge Mm -hmm. that you said, I don't even need to share who's going to be there for them to decide to come. They're like, oh, it's happening. The dates are set. I'm booking it. And that is uncanny. You do not hear that. You do not get that from every conference. So I hope you guys are hearing these takeaways. If you are trying to do events, those three things right there, very, very important. We have a lot of women that want to create like-minded organizations, which we encourage because every city needs a district motherhood. We hear all the time, Indiana, Ohio, Houston. I wish we we had something like this here. And we're like, create it. Just go ahead and do it. And I know it's not that easy for some people, but then there are others that reach out to us and say, hey, we want to replicate this. So how did you all get so big? And it's like, that is the wrong question to ask. (laughs) Let's just start with your why. Who do you want to serve? You said that this is there's a void in the community. So start Mm -hmm. with creating a memorable experience for five to 10 moms at a coffee shop. Right. Yeah. Meet, right. you know, meet them where they are. It doesn't have to be this grandiose thing. Mm-hmm. And that was never our intention. We never thought it would become what it was. So yeah. I'm glad that you reiterated that point. Yeah. Cause that was really the way you broke that down. Like yeah. definitely was like, Oh yeah, that's, that, that's that, true. That's and, really mm-hmm. it. 
And it, it just reminds you of why the mom friends is even necessary, right? So like, mm-hmm. what are some of the biggest struggles that women who attend the conference share with you of why they wanted to come? Um, yeah, so a lot of them may not have a lot of moms around them that are black. Um, so they may live in neighborhoods or in towns and cities where they don't have that support. So they're very attracted and want to come for that. This may have been their first baby and they're just looking for a space to breathe. Mm-hmm. And when you, you know, see women that look like they are breathing and, and very transparent about struggles that you're experiencing, but they're still breathing, you want to come and get that. You want to come and get that air. You know, so I think mm-hmm. a lot of the women want that information. You know yes. what I mean? Like people want to learn. Like there's no manual to motherhood, but there's the mom prints and exactly. at least you, you can come to that and you can hear from other moms. There was one woman who came and she came because of one panel and that panel was highlighting like the journey of like autistic parents and she drove from North Carolina herself you know and I will never forget in the lobby her telling me that because I was like oh who did you come with that and she was like you got and it made me feel seen because that was my son you know so I think you know once you step through those mom friends doors it really doesn't matter if you're a top tier influencer celebrity the founders or a guest like at that point, we are all moms. So we're not even big on like, I want to bring my assistant to follow me around. It's like, that's actually not even the vibe of this space. Right. It's really like, <laughs> it's, it's really not. And it's hard to explain it until yeah. you experience it. Yeah. But it's like, everyone can share. The person yes. on the stage is sharing from experience. And the person in that seat is going to share mm-hmm. with their other mom friends that they meet through at lunch. You know, like right. there's so much learning and it's it's a big hug and is a wealth of information just mm-hmm. floating around mm-hmm. and I think that's that's what really you know that's what sets the mom friends apart and sometimes people just want a gift it's the weekend after Mother's Day yes. Yes. they're trying to hang out and let loose and twerk a little bit and drink a little bit <laughs> and nobody cuts up like black mothers that have child care right that are away from your kid for a weekend your partner for a weekend and when i tell you the moms they show up they are beat 7 a.m hair makeup i'm it's just ready we were like y'all look good (laughs) you know like the mom for is fly it's a fly dope event but it's still very authentic and personable and i think people just want to be a part of that yes yes yeah What were some of your biggest takeaways after like the first mom friends, both from an event standpoint and a PR standpoint of what you needed to improve to implement in the following years? I think the biggest learning was we need more money. Yeah, <laughs> of course, there's a lot of like growing pains, right? Yeah. Like, we talked a lot about authenticity. We talk a lot about being approachable and about um, how everyone loves the conference, but there also may be people that don't, right? Like, yes. because they may not know, like, are they pocketing our money? Or um, this is a mommy conference. Like, why should mommy conferences, you know, people that also, like, it's not personal, but people don't know how right. much things cost, you know? Like, right. for them, they're like, we're moms. We're trying to hang out. I think it should be a hundred dollars. Like, I'm right. sorry, a hundred dollars didn't even cover your food. Like, Correct. your ticket prices, like the ticket sales from last year, 
as expensive, six fifty as it was. And those producers who ticket higher than yes. our tickets always some have laughed, some have been oh, like, yes. really? They like, ridiculed us. Ridiculed us, like, that's wow. it. But, you know, those ticket sales last year covered half of the conference. Mm-hmm. So we had to work hard, and we are working for free to get those sponsorship yep. sponsorship dollars to cover the rest, you know? So there's a lot of growing pains that, that mm. come with, like, that's- making sure that everyone, like, knows. And we've lost people because, like, you know, growing this thing requires patience, requires yeah. trust, right? Like Sacrifice. Sacrifice. <laughs> And it also requires us, we're both approachable, but we're also leaders. And when you mentioned that, you know, people should think about serving before the money part, not only is it about where your intentions are, but we have to think about, we're talking about people. And when you're talking about people, if you break something, those people are left in limbo. Like we're talking about community here. Mm -hmm. And these moms are putting their motherhood journeys and trust and feelings in what you've built. So with that comes like a level of, um, discipline and no nonsense that we've had to grow when it comes to mm-hmm. people having access to us or mm-hmm. how they mm-hmm. manage our planning and we, yeah. with that we've had to let people go you know like because I'm sure like some people would be like yeah maybe they are mean girls you know and, <laughs> and, 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 and some people may not like us and I think that sometimes once what you're doing goes from play play to yes you know like oh no we can't risk this not everybody may be able to understand why Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean so so everybody can't come everybody Everybody can't come come. and everyone should not come and it sucks but everyone should not come and sometimes Mm -hmm. those decisions are made by us so that has been the takeaway you know growing growing pains pains, like access losing people in the planning right trust because we need the bigger the more mm-hmm. every year we're like whoo we, we're, we're stretched thin like it's 22 yeah. women moms going to walkthroughs going to this leaving our family mothers to, mothers and we may have like volunteers in high school yeah. or college come yeah. help us the day of but everything we do not hire i am the producer she's the publicist and our team is the one building that pamper suite and mark uh everything you know what i mean so mm-hmm. so the- after basketball cra- practice yeah. after cheer- cheerleading i mean the there's a level of commitment you have to be committed to build you have to be in this every single day yeah and everyone is not able and we don't fault our volunteers for this because at the yeah. end of the day this is a volunteer, volunteer. position and mm-hmm. as we have transitioned and become a 501c3 there yeah. are paid positions but for the most part is volunteer so yeah at what stage did that happen like that transition to an official nonprofit? 2020 2020. that was 2020 and it's funny we met um one of our board members um Maselich Luby we met her at a holiday party December 2017 the holiday party that we hosted we hosted and she walked up to us it was her first district motherhood event yeah. and she does nonprofit work for um a child care yeah, child advocacy VP. organization mm-hmm. and so she was just fascinated like i've never seen black women in the room there's black husbands here y'all are like she was like what is this at the <laughs> event at the actual event she approached me i'm mm-hmm. drinking and having a good time she's like this is phenomenal I'm Sally. I think you guys should become a nonprofit. Let's talk. And I'm just looking at her like, what are you even talking about? It was just so shocking. I said, sure, let's exchange information. Um, She followed up with us in January. So this is January 2018. And then she, Simone and I, we met, connected, and she just shared her vision for of us, shared her vision that she had for us. 
So we were like, wow. But at that time, we weren't ready. We, I don't even, we, we couldn't even conceive what she was talking about. It was still fun and games at this point. We were about to um, begin producing the conference and she has joined, she joined our team. Um, but she continued to get on us and say, you guys are doing this. Let's just add a couple of nonprofit initiatives. We already did some give back type of work. We did the Hurricane Harvey yeah. give back. We did the Cassandra, was it the diaper brigade? We, we've done other things. She's like, no, let's really identify some pain points within the community. Let's come up with set initiatives, maybe one per quarter. Um, she found us a pro bono law firm law firm to assist us with the transition. Um, yeah. We started that um, 2019 and then March 2020, we officially became a nonprofit. What was the benefit of becoming a 501c3? Grants. Grants. Funding. Okay. Yes, yes. I mean, we've been doing this work and we transitioned from community org to 501c3. At the end of the day, building community is work. And yep. we've since added additional pillars and initiatives that still kind of tie into the, the fun events. But we also get to tackle more important issues. But all of these things, in order for them to be executed, we need money to do so. Mm -hmm. um, and so th I think that was the largest thing. Uh, but we also didn't want to lose the spirit of District Motherhood, right? Becoming, right. I guess, you know, too serious Just a for, for profit. Lack of a, Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and did you, this obviously is way bigger than a side hustle now. Oh, yeah. So did you pivot from your full-time jobs? If so, at what stage did you do that? So for me, like, I think at some point our full times were recognizing that district motherhood was becoming <laughs> full-time, right? Yeah. Especially me being in PR, right? Like I'm, yeah. I'm doing these press days for talent. And one day I'm taking talent to like the TV studio. And then the next day, my director is like, wait, you're also on TV. Like, what, <laughs> like, what's happening here? You know, like, I know you had a mommy org, but now this is a thing. Right. Now right. you're, like, producing a conference. Now you're whatever. <laughs> so I think at that point, they knew what I was doing. And yeah. I knew that, um, number one, I wanted to become, to spend, I had little children, mm -hmm. right? Like, so I'm like, I think like my passion for being here nine to five isn't here anymore with mm -hmm. district motherhood growing. So I did take a step back. Mm -hmm. I focused on district motherhood solely and my children, but through that, the company still wanted me. So they're like, you know what, how about this? How about we just keep you as a freelancer so you can still do what you're doing. Right. We'll pay you for that, but then it's at your own terms. You don't have to come to the office. Mm -hmm. So I was still doing that because you know, I've shared with her so many times. I'm like, I don't want to lose like who I am, you know, mm -hmm. and, and part of it, like that passion, like I love that. And I don't mm -hmm. want to lose Simona because I'm yeah. giving the, the community part of Simona so much away, you know, so that I for me you. never disappeared. Like it's okay. still here. I'm still with that company. I just signed a new contract and with time, I now understand, you know, like we have the mob squad, we have a team. So district by the youth is still, it takes up so much of my life that by next year, I'm like, look, like this is a full time yes. paid and which is why the grants are important, right? Yep. Because mm -hmm. some can go to admin and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that takes a lot of our work, but the PR side, I, I don't think I'm ready. Um, and I don't think I will ever, nor should I be um, to, to, to let go. I want to be in LA and having fun and being in that world of Hollywood and films and still yes. be here in the DMV. And it's important to know that about yourself. It's important to know what your needs are, even when you start a side hustle that you enjoy growing and you enjoy the fact that it's grown and it's serving more people and it's bigger and it's now a full-time business. That doesn't mean you have to let go of everything else you've ever done. 
Absolutely. I think the same for me throughout. um, So I own and operate a PR agency, I'll say PR. And at that time, it's funny because when we started District Motherhood is when I decided to go full time with my PR agency. Literally um, (laughs) the month before I quit my job, August 31st. And so I'm going to do I'll say PR full time. And then we launched District Motherhood like, I don't know, two weeks before. Mm -hmm. The whole thing was just wild how it coincided. So I really started to pick up clientele, some of which has had even been on your podcast. I started to build out my client roster from there and picking up contracts. But yes, right. it was a lot juggling the two. And I never really stopped. And yeah. kind of, it's still the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I Funny. actually just it's like when I see you in that realm, like, why do I not make the connection? I'm just now like, oh, oh, oh yeah, I get pitched by you all the time. Oh, yeah. I'm always in the inbox like, I've been pitching you for so long. I've been pitching yeah. you since before you had an assistant. Like, I've been pitching you for yeah. that long. I think so, of you as two different worlds. <laughs> yes, yes. But yeah, I, I definitely, it can be a tough balance, mm-hmm. but I love both. Mm-hmm. And you make time for the things that are important yes. to you. Oh, yeah. So we, we're just going to make it work. And I'm grateful that you decided to found this organization because you could have easily said, you know what, this f- exists or XYZ exists. Let's just try to fit it in. And, you know, let's maybe start a committee to make it more this. But you said, you know what, even though there are other motherhood organizations, there's not one that's serving our need right now. We're going to create our own. Um, I think it's important to remember that, that it's never too late. If you see something missing, if you feel that void, chances are someone else feels it too. And don't be afraid to start it yourself. So before we jump into the lightning round, um, I just want to know what is your vision moving forward? You've started a nonprofit and you're growing, you're shifting what you're doing in your lives. Ultimately, what's your vision for District Mother Hugh, the mom friends and so forth? Well, you know, we're going to keep the mom friends going like we're going to get bigger and bigger to the point where it does become the Essence Festival for moms. Oh, yeah. Um, that's definitely my yes. vision. I know I say it all the time and Nikki's like, ah, oh, festival. Festival. <laughs> I don't like that word festival, festival. because festivals cost money. Yes. Like, basically, you want to do an Essence Fest slash Culture Con. Like, girl, we need millions And we're going to get it. Yeah. And we, that's that's we the will. vision. Festival, mom friends, the festival. That, that's what I'm thinking and um headlined by beyonce (laughs) (laughs) and then my so the festival for my friends and then also i really look forward to a district motherhood headquarters Mm -hmm. um so that we can do a lot of that work and programming in-house yes Yes. um Mm So that's that's really full staff, full staff yes. like where we're able to pay our staff because like the need is there, the organization is dope, and you know all we have is time to keep mm-hmm. growing and you know and Mom Squad. And I mom mean, squad. they are already saying, "Can y'all just hurry up and get these grants so, so we can that we love this work so much? Yeah, like, you know, we would work for y'all, but you don't have health care, <laughs> y'all don't have benefits. So when y'all can afford benefits, so yeah. you know, getting getting to that. Place. And we do okay. get a, get questioned a lot about, you know, chaptering uh-huh. and who's to say, um, right as of now, no, because we don't have the bandwidth, yeah. we don't have the capacity, the resources, but also Simona mentioned earlier, there's a certain spirit that District Motherhood embodies yes. and 
we would have to find people right. that embody that spirit in yep. their mm-hmm. respective cities, you have but to make also sure it's can being put done. in the work. Right. Yeah, yeah, it has to be represented well, and you have to be able to do the work, because we told you how we hit the ground running. Right. We don't want to ask you how the event went. You're like, oh, well, <laughs> you know, we actually pushed it back two days, and it's like, what? No, we, we can't have that. That's not so, the brand. That's not. That's not the it's brand. It's not the brand. So maybe chaptering down the line. Okay. Um. Yeah. So now let's jump into the lightning round. You answer the first thing that comes to mind. We can start with Simona, then do Nikki, and so forth. All right. Okay. <laughs> Y'all ready? Ready. ready? All right. So number one, what is a resource, not Google, that really helped you in starting District Mother Hugh that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? I would say Instagram because you know, you just start to see how people mm-hmm. host events and the different event elements that they have and the way that they yeah, activate. social media. That, not was really. my, that was my answer. <laughs> so I will say social media was definitely a resource. Okay. Number two, who is a Black woman entrepreneur that you would trade places with for a day and why? Not Beyonce, no celebrities. I would say um, Angel. I was about to say oh, Angel yeah, for Gloria. I too. would say Angel from Spice Sweet. Because yes. she is cool as hell. Yes. Just cool. And and honestly, buying the block that way, I think the way I'm she still the block. in shock. Like, yep. you know. Number three, what is a non-negotiable part of each of your days these days? Step class. Mm. I am an extreme hip hop stepper. I love step. I step two to three days a week. Nice. If I could be in step class right now, I would be. So that is my non-negotiable. Love it. I would say my devotional, uh, my Jesus calling devotional, I yeah. unravel quickly when I don't <laughs> spend time with God. So yes. that yeah. for me is non-negotiable. I get it. And number four, mm-hmm. what is a personal habit about each of you guys that you think helps you significantly in your roles in the business? I'm very um, detailed, so mm-hmm. I, I run, and maybe this is a habit too, I run my home and life as if it's a press day. Mm-hmm. And one thing with press days, you know, when you have to go live at 8.33 a.m., you can't go, getting there at 8.34 is not an option. Once you miss it, you miss it. Mm-hmm. So with that, I have translated those skills in our work in District Motherhood when it comes to here are the events, here's mom friends, here's what we need to do, we need to meet this. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. Yeah, and I would say just keeping my ears to the PR streets. Mm-hmm. Like I'm always reading, you know, PR Daily, Newsweek. I'm just always picking up on whatever the latest PR trends are, yes. researching current events, just always doing my market research. I'm a market research junkie. I'll look and see, okay, oh, so CultureCon had this, this, this. Yep. Okay, let me go ahead and jot my notes <laughs> down, yeah, um, yep. you know, and see how we can utilize their resources. So yeah. just keeping my ears to the street and mm-hmm. lots of market research. Love it. And then finally, um, what is your parting advice for fellow women entrepreneurs, mom entrepreneurs who want to start their own thing, you know, really take it seriously and be their own boss, but are worried about losing a steady paycheck. Hmm. I would say that if you are called to it, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be fine. You know, if you are unsure if you're called to it or if you are doing it because you think that you just don't want to work for somebody, then you are most likely not going to be fine because this requires way more work. Working for yourself really Mm -hmm. means that you are working for other people. Um, So that would be 
my part in wisdom, like make sure you are sure and ready before you take that step and ask yourself why. And don't forget that there is so much wisdom to be gained from learning from other people who have built companies. Mm -hmm. Like a lot, my thing lately with entrepreneurs is folks graduate from college or have little to no skills working in for companies or agencies and they try to jump the entrepreneurial world and they they don't realize that they're missing little little habits like they're yeah. missing learning from how these companies built or how these lead or what it's like to grab coffee with a co-worker or mm-hmm. to work the printer all these things yeah, the soft skills the soft you don't even skills, have those. You know, like yeah. all, all of those things learning how to um respond to a co-worker that's yeah. aggravating you yes. if you don't even have those skills there you're more likely to be snapping on clients because you haven't even built that you mm-hmm. haven't used you utilized right. that season so yeah. there is a season for working for people Absolutely. and make sure that you um truly maximize that season before you start working for yourself Ooh, i love that that was that's a word, it sis. that, that was, was a word. word i would say um And I I don't, it won't apply to every business owner, Mm -hmm. but I would say find a partner. Mm. I can honestly say that District Motherhood wouldn't be what it is or what it's going to become if I did not have a solid partner. I am all for working with other women. I am all for brand building. How can we both eat? How does this partnership, how is it mutually beneficial? Yes. So to me, I would say find a solid partner, a good partner, because all partners, <laughs> they, aren't, they aren't made equal. No, right. right? Yeah. I love it. And you know what my final takeaway is from chatting with you ladies today? It's... um. You are not afraid to explore things that interest you and bring you joy. And, you know, you mentioning that you've written a children's book and so many times we get overwhelmed with how will I fit that in? What would that look like? How do I make money from it? Will it be on the bestsellers list? All these yeah. other things before That's we even start. conversation and interview, girl. <laughs> right, 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 right. All I'm saying is you're not afraid to go for it. You're not afraid to not say I'm, I'm a PR girl in this respect. And then I'm also Mm -hmm. a mom who's interested in building community for moms. I'm also a mom who's interested in creating better stories for my children. And you're not afraid to create that. So I want to just leave everyone with that spirit of not being afraid to create and just doing something because it's drawing you, it's calling you and it interests you and you are going to enjoy the process of creating it. I read something or maybe it was a, a sermon this past Sunday. If God put it on your spirit to do, he'll give you the resources and tools to execute. And it may mm-hmm. not be right away, but if it keeps waking you up at night, God is going to make sure you have everything you need to Absolutely. get it done. Amen. So where can people connect with you both and District Motherhood after this conversation? Yeah. So me personally, you can connect with me. Um, my email is Simona at the noche model.com or you can find me on Instagram, which is the Simona noche.com. Um, uh, I mean, the Simona noche, right? And, um, obviously on district motherhood, we are district motherhood on Instagram, districtmotherhood.org. Hello at district motherhood. So we are always willing to connect, subscribe to our newsletter. Um, yeah, you can DM me or DM us at district motherhood. Yeah, if you go to District Motherhood um, on Instagram, yeah. and that's H-U-E-D, both of our profiles are tagged from there. And you can connect connect with us there. Slide in our DMs, talk to us, we talk back. Yeah. 
so generous of you guys and we will link to all of those in the show notes so with that you guys there you have it and i'll talk to you next week Hey guys, thanks for listening to Side Hustle Pro. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other side hustlers just like you to find the show. And if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Side Hustle Pro. Plus, sign up for my six bullet Saturday newsletter at sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter. When you sign up, you will receive weekly nuggets from me, including what I'm up to, personal lessons, and my business tip of the week. Again, that's sidehustlepro.co slash newsletter to sign up. Talk to you soon.